0: Yeah, this is my yeah, first time ever doing a podcast. You have to put the headset on, correct?
1: Oh, oh well, there I am. Well, you know, that was... Oh, man. Oh, her. my God, too bad we didn't record that part. Yeah, that I was did. stupid. I did.
0: I got it.
1: <laughs> I had the beats on the... Oh, you know. I was trying the to go for... The cushion part goes on your head. I know. I was looking... I was going for the Princess Leia look.
0: I mean, it's yeah, It's giving. hey 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 and welcome my name is wes my pronouns are he him and they hello and you have found the snatched podcast This podcast is intended to educate and entertain the community on issues and topics revolving around HIV and people living with HIV. Our goal is to normalize talking about HIV, educate in the areas of HIV care and prevention, as well as empower those living with HIV that there is life after diagnosis. Everyone at Vivant Health is committed to preventing the spread of HIV and getting those living with HIV the correct care. I thought it would be a good idea to give a bit of a background around how Vivant Health came to St. Louis and how it came to be what it is today. With that said, let's dive right in. I want to introduce to you my special guest. Let's welcome Lee. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today to provide some insight into what you do here at Vibin Health and why it's so important. So the way this works is that I'll make a statement about HIV um, that is a commonly heard thing, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, and then explain to me why I'm right or wrong.
1: Okay. Do I get some kind of prize if I get this right? No. Okay. I don't have a prize.
0: <laughs> We're a non Okay, so the first question I'm throwing out, out at you is, It is believed by some people that they can get HIV from being around somebody who is HIV positive. And some of those things that they're saying is, you know, that they can get it through touching somebody, tears, sweat, saliva, urine. Can you kind of fill me in on some come of those misconceptions? Clear, Clear the air for me.
1: HIV is contracted through sexual contact. Okay. Yes. People used to think back in the day, you can get it from drinking from coffee or sitting in the toilet. No, you do not get HIV from breathing the same air or touching the toilet seat or door handle or drinking from the same water fountain, it is a sexually transmitted disease. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it would be true to say that you can get HIV from infected blood, semen, or vaginal fluid or breast milk.
1: Yes, that is true.
0: That is how you would that get is, it. That, yes. You would have to, that would have to be inside of your body. Is it true that once blood hits oxygen in the air, it is no longer, you, you can't contract?
1: Yes, that is okay. true.
0: Okay, cool. Another misconception. Mosquitoes spread HIV.
1: Because the virus is passed through blood, people have worried that they could get it from being bitten or blood-sucking insects. Several studies show that this doesn't happen, even in areas with lots of mosquitoes, in cases of HIV. When bugs bite, they don't inject the blood of the person or animal they bit before you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Also HIV lives for a short time inside mosquitoes.
0: Got it So time frame doesn't line up and what the bug is actually the mosquito is actually doing to you is not injecting they're actually pulling your blood. Yes They're pulling mm-hmm. a vial of blood.
1: They're blood suckers <laughs>
0: Yes. Okay am I at risk for contracting HIV from oral sex without a condom?
1: <laughs> no. The risk from oral sex is almost negligible compared with other types of sex. In theory, it seems possible if your partner has HIV. In all reality, that's not the case. Got it. Yes, having oral sex is the lowest risk of getting HIV.
0: Right, you would have to really like line everything up. So if, if that was going to happen, like I would have to have like an open sore on my penis. You would have to have an open sore in your mouth. It would have to be... Blood but, flowing yes. and connecting. You have, basically have to port up the wounds in that area because, mm-hmm. again, it's touching the oxygen in the air, so it's also not going to contract as yes. well too, and it's not going to live as intensely.
1: If you digest the semen, then that lowers the risk of you getting HIV because your stomach bowel will eat up the virus. Ah, um. Got it. Okay. Good to know. Another misconception is... I don't have
0: sex with men, and I don't use intravenous drugs, i.e. shooting up with a needle, so I won't get HIV.
1: Well, men who have sex with men are the most risk of contracting HIV, increased risk of blood exposure intercourse. But you can get the virus from heterosexual contact with an infected person, too. About one in six men and three in four women do. Women who have sex with women have the lowest risk of transmission.
0: I'm not going to get graphic, but just to break it down... The way two men generally have sex anally it's rough you know and so that is why it's more at risk the side effects of two men having sex would that be fair to say yes okay cool another misconception is i would be able to tell if the person i'm having sex with has hiv
1: (laughs) no you can be living with hiv without any symptoms for years the only way for you and your partner to know that you are living with HIV is to get tested. The long period of asymptomatic infection is why the CDC recommends that everyone between 18 and 64 be tested at least once a year as part of their routine blood work.
0: Awesome. While, top we're of that, that yes, while, that, while we're on
1: that topic. Yes, while while we're on that topic, when you go to your doctor to get your annual physical, an HIV test is not automatic. You have to ask for it. Right. Yeah, a lot of people assume that you're getting a complete physical. Yeah, they say, all,
0: I already got all my blood work done. It's like, well, did you request the
1: HIV, HIV test? test? Right. Yeah. Because so like, people say that all the time. They say, well, I don't need an HIV test. I just had a physical. And I say, we say, oh, did you ask for that? And they go, no. Then, no, you did not. Because in today's, you think in 2022, it'd be part of it. But no, you have to specifically right. ask for an HIV test. Ah. Um. Yes,
0: and I want to touch on the point, too. You said the CDC recommends that everyone between 18 and 64 gets tested at least once a year as part of their daily routine blood work. But that's just talking about the general population. What's their recommendation for men who have sex with men, how often they should get tested? Um,
1: Every three months.
0: Every three months? Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So I don't need to worry about getting HIV. The drugs we have nowadays are going to keep me healthy, so if I get HIV, it's not a big deal.
1: Someone who tests positive for HIV starts taking HIV antiretroviral drugs. ART improves the lives of many people who are living with HIV and help them live longer. Some of these drugs are expensive and can have some side effects. Mm -hmm. There is no cure for HIV. Ways to prevent HIV transmission is to wear a condom, use a lubricant, and take PrEP daily, but also abstinence. Yeah. Because abstinence is a form of prevention. Correct. As prevention specialists and supervisors, our job is to make oh, sure yeah. that you take your preventative measures. But however, if you do contract syphilis gonorreclamidor HIV, we got you covered. Absolutely. Come on, we got treatment for you. No, we're non-judgmental. Correct. We, we just come on in. And our main thing is to get you into treatment and get you into care.
0: Absolutely. When somebody gets newly diagnosed with HIV, they think, okay, I'm HIV positive, I'm living with HIV, my life is
1: over. <laughs> At the beginning stages, when we were just learning about HIV and AIDS, the death rate was extremely high, like I said before. Yeah. Okay? Today's drugs allow people who are living with HIV or even have AIDS to live much longer, productive lives. We recently had someone living with HIV turn 100.
0: Happy birthday!
1: So it's not the death sentence that it used to be. Once you start drug adherence and take your drugs every day, which is what adherence is, today's drugs allow people... We're living with HIV to live much longer and productive lives. Our goal is to have those who are newly diagnosed and living with HIV to be drug adherent. Drug adherent means to take your medication every day. When you take your medication every day, your viral load becomes suppressed, which means you become undetectable.
0: So basically what you're saying is what what our goal is, we want to, um, if somebody is diagnosed with HIV, we want to help them create the behaviors that... Adhere to taking their medication on a regular basis to keep their viral load down.
1: Yes. To keep your viral load suppressed. Tell your doctor about any other health problems, or we call those comorbidities that you have. Taking HIV drugs can interfere with other medications, and our goal is to to get to get you to be the healthiest person that you can be. Sure. And sometimes that includes stop smoking, exercising more, right. a lot of de stress. Mm-hmm. Stress causes. Um, issues while you're taking your medication and we do in prevention have classes and counseling that we can help you with that help you attain those things yeah we
0: offer those services too so there's also a common misconception that um, once you're diagnosed with hiv you have to take a slew of medication every day
1: well yes years ago that was true people with hiv did take tons of pills now most people starting on hiv medication take one to four pills daily You may now be able to take medications that combine two or three drugs in a single pill with medical advancements every day in the medical field. Things are always evolving.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Another misconception is if I'm getting treatment, I can't spread the virus.
1: HIV treatments can lower the amount of virus in your blood to the level where you don't show up in blood test. This is called an undetectable viral load. Studies show. That if your viral load is undetectable, you cannot transmit the virus. That means you're untransmittable.
0: Okay, because I've heard like U equals U. Is that what is that part of what you're talking about?
1: U equals U is undetectable. It's equals untransmittable.
0: And that's just that's assuming that like you know you're taking your medication every day. Your viral load is low and you're undetectable. But you have to maintain that yes passion about your medication and your lifestyle. So. If it's medication and exercise or and eating right, you have to maintain that to keep viral load low, which is why it needs to be monitored by a doctor. Which is why you have
1: medical appointments, appointments
0: exactly right. to help maintain. But that. if you
1: miss doses of your HIV meds or stop using them, you can pass the virus on to others. That's because then you're not your viral load is not suppressed.
0: Right, being undetectable means that you can't transmit it. But there's is it safe to say that there's not always like a tried and true I'm undetectable like if someone misses their medication or something changes in their body chemically like that their load can shoot up before their next doctor's appointment and then all of a sudden they're not undetectable anymore
1: well it it can happen but if you medical adherence and take your medication every day that usually doesn't happen
0: doesn't happen doesn't okay happen. okay yeah. cool
1: okay so uh, a misconception is um
0: now that I I'm living with HIV it means that I can't have children
1: well you can safely have children Doctors can help you take steps to lower or remove the chance that you'll pass the virus onto your partner during conception. If you're pregnant, your doctor will give you HIV drugs to protect you and your baby. The baby may also be given medication after birth.
0: Okay, so it's totally feasible, and it happens all the time. Yes, it happens all
1: the time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. If you are living with HIV, you cannot have a vaginal birth. You have to have a C-section.
0: Well, that would make sense because you wouldn't, mm-hmm. the, with, because so it's a bloodborne mm-hmm. disease, and that's a, that is essentially a reverse sexual experience.
1: Yes, because people, a lot of people don't understand that, but yeah. Right. So the last misconception I
0: have for you is the one that more controversial, in my opinion, and it's that um, AIDS equals
1: genocide. Well, HIV isn't a government conspiracy to kill minorities. Rates of infection are higher in African American and Latino people, but that is largely due to less access to health care and other social and economical factors. According to the CDC... In 2018, black-slash-African-American people account for 13% of America's population, but 42% of new HIV diagnoses are from the black-African-American community. Social and economic status play a part in the AIDS epidemic. Absolutely. It is important that we provide care and prevention to the most marginalized people in our community.
0: Okay, before we get out of here, uh-huh. we got some questions from our listeners and from our followers on Facebook and Instagram, and the first question is, is how often should you be tested for HIV? Does that frequency change if you're on PrEP and in a sero-discordant relationship with a partner who lives with HIV? Well,
1: first things first. First things first. If you are a sexually active gay or bisexual man, how often should you get tested? Well, according to the CDC, if you're sexually active, you may benefit for more frequent testing, like every three to six months. Okay. So you just talk to your health provider about your certain risk factors and then your testing options, what they're available to you.
0: So I heard you say risk factors. We don't necessarily want to say risk factors. It's just information about your sexual health. that.
1: No, we don't say risk factors. We just say other determinants of health because risk factors is very triggering and problematic and poses stigma. Yeah. And, And that's not risk factor. It's just like if some of these occurrences happen to you.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. And it's not necessarily that you're putting yourself at risk. It's just the type of sex and activities that you're doing mm-hmm. puts you in a different box or category to get tested on a more regular basis. Yes.
1: So like I mentioned before, the risk factors and this, I'm going to read these straight from the CDC website. OK, so people understand that these are what the CDC said you should get tested at least once a year. If you're a man who has sex with another man, you've had anal or vaginal sex with someone who is living with HIV. You've had more than one sex partner since your last HIV test. You've shared needles, syringes, or other drug injection equipment. For example, cookers. Okay. You've exchanged sex for drugs or money. You've been diagnosed with or treated for another sexually transmitted disease. You've been diagnosed with or treated for hepatitis or tuberculosis. You've had sex with someone who has done any of the things listed above and with someone whose sexual history you don't know. Gotcha. Awesome. So, and the second part of that question was, if you are on PrEP. Yes. Part of your PrEP regime is that you go get seen by your provider every three months. So, let's say, come to us and you say, i want to get tested, but I'm on PrEP. We would ask you, when was the last time you saw your PrEP provider? And then you would tell us, and then we would suggest that you wait and get tested again with your PrEP provider. Because sometimes when you go see your PrEP provider you get tested more than just for your STIs. Right. There's other health factors that you get tested for like your kidneys and your livers and things like that.
0: Checking to make sure that the side effects of Discovia or Truvada aren't affecting you in a negative way. True.
1: Now we will test you in between prep appointments if there is some exposure to STIs.
0: Got it. Because again, we're here for someone's... Health. Yes. Third part of the question is if you're in a serodiscordant relationship with a partner who lives with HIV, should you be g- getting tested more frequently? And so a serodiscordant relationship is when one partner is living with HIV and the other person is HIV negative or living without HIV. It can put some strain on a sexual relationship if you're not fully educated. So I actually really love this question. I am in a serodiscordant relationship and my partner is living with HIV, and I am not. And so I am grateful for PrEP and for my routine visits to make sure that like, I'm staying healthy and I'm doing what I need to do.
1: I'm going to inject a little knowledge here, a little language shift. Oh, please. Yes. So what we're trying to say is I know people are, are always trying to get away from the term serial discordant, and sometimes we say a mixed status relationship.
0: Oh, I love that. So much better.
1: Yes, we say a mixed status relationship because it better describes a relationship than say ser- serial discordant. That sounds very clinical. That's one thing we learned today is that we're going to say mixed status instead of settle to school. So
0: let's unpack this question a little bit more and maybe be able to give a more specific answer, uh, assuming a few things. Yeah. So let's assume the mixed status couple, the person who's living with HIV, their viral viral load is undetectable. And let's assume that the person who is not living with HIV is also on PrEP.
1: Yes. With those two, I'm just going to say factors. Sure. With those two factors involved, then I've suggested that person get tested probably every six months, and, okay. and also if that person is on prep, they're already going to see their primary care physician, and their PCP is going to run the test and make sure that they remain so, negative. So you necessarily wouldn't come to us in that situation, but again, if you have some exposure, right, then you we come to us. But but in that um, situation right there, where it's undetectable and you're on prep the risk of contracting HIV is very low. Mm-hmm. And your when you go for your PrEP appointment, your, your PCP would do all the tests necessary. Yeah. So
0: what I'm hearing is the biggest piece of advice from this question, um, and it's a really great question, is if you are in a mixed status relationship, the person who's not living with HIV should absolutely be on PrEP if it is feasible for them. Mm-hmm. And so what we're assuming that because the PrEP... Builds in every three months that you're getting tested already. So getting tested in between a lot of times can be um, not not as beneficial, but not needed because you're already getting tested every three months. You're already taking prep. You're already doing those things. If you're not on prep, definitely rec- you know, like you definitely should be wearing condoms in that mm-hmm. situation, even if your partner is undetectable, because it just you don't know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. That answers that question. But just to recap, I'm going to read the question one more time. The question was, how often should you be tested for HIV? Does that frequency change if you're on PrEP and in a mixed status relationship with a partner who lives with HIV? We know that people should get tested at least once a year or HIV as part of their routine testing. The frequency doesn't change if you're on PrEP because you're already getting tested every three months with your doctor. And in a mixed status relationship, our best advice is to for the person not living with HIV to be on PrEP. Because they're on PrEP, they're getting tested every three months, so there's no need to get tested additional times outside of that window unless there was a situation with maybe um, being exposed to an SCI.
1: If you're in a mixed status relationship, just have conversations. Both of you all have conversations with your PCP or your primary care physician. Perfect. And that way, we always want to make sure that these open conversations, whether it be prep adherence or medical adherence that you have those conversations with your PCP.
0: Correct because we're not doctors. We're not doctors. No. We're giving we're giving advice based off of um, information from doctors but
1: yes. And the CDC and our knowledge correct. and our lived experience.
0: Correct. correct, correct. All right, well we appreciate you make sure that you're following the Vibrant Health Prevention page on Facebook. It's Vibrant Health Prevention STL and make sure that you follow us on Instagram as well, Vibrant Health Prevention STL. Before we go, we got to remind you Knowing Knowing your status status is sexy. We did it, Joe.